0: Caleb, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm doing well. How are you? Fantastic. Actually, I should be saying, chef, are you ready to talk? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I love it. Dude, I mean, you're seriously one step closer to being that famous singing chef. I, I want to see your episodes on the Travel Channel. I want to see it on Hulu, wherever you are. I want to see you sing and cook.
1: That would be so cool. I used to tell my mom and dad as I was growing up, I want to be a singing chef.
0: <laughs> what is it about food preparation that really draws you into it? Because, I mean, I didn't discover the kitchen really until the lockdown and it was like, oh, my God, now you can't get me out of it.
1: Oh, I've been in the kitchen since I was probably like six or seven. I've always like, enjoyed watching my mom or my mima like in the kitchen just cooking those like southern meals so like, i've stayed up under them learning those recipes so like while i've been here on the boys that's kind of been like my my taste of home so every time like i get to cook anything like southern or just cook anything at all it just feels like i'm at
0: home well you're right about southern food because i'm here in charlotte oh my god dude there's nothing like southern food
1: oh yeah <laughs> i'm getting ready for thanksgiving
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you know how serious we take thanksgiving here in the south as well <laughs>
1: of course <laughs> it's gonna be a good time
0: so now do you, do you when, when it comes to thanksgiving and stuff do you do you participate with the farmers markets and grab some some squash and things because i mean there's so many different styles of squash in this part of the world
1: um i actually don't know that we've ever had squash at thanksgiving
0: <laughs> wow wow so what do you usually serve up more than just a turkey
1: um. Yeah, my mom does a whole spread. There's usually like ham. There's turkey. There's mac and cheese. There's <laughs> rice and gravy. Collard greens. I can keep naming stuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but see, it's it's always fun to go to a grocery store and watch people getting ready for Thanksgiving because it, when 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 people are at a store, they like to share the story. It's almost like sharing the family tradition.
1: Yeah, that's the part that I don't enjoy as much because it's always it feels like I'm in a crowd of people at the stores. <laughs> yeah.
0: Did you learn a lot when you're out there in California? Because, I mean, that's that's two different cultures out there. That's West Coast food out there.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, I've been I've been learning and adapting to to the West Coast life. And I love it out here. It's the food is definitely not the same but luckily i can cook
0: <laughs> yeah being over there in goldsboro north carolina man i mean come on i mean that that is in the center of the carolinas and it's, it's a great place oh yeah i love goldsboro that's my home where are you, are you living there still today or where are you at these days
1: no, I've um I've been living in California for about two years now.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a culture shock, though. It's also a shock when it comes to music and stuff because you know how we are here in the South. We like our beach music. We like our R and B. We like we like to really dig in.
1: Yeah, I feel like the for me, um, my taste of music it, it wasn't as much as a culture shock. Yeah, just because I, I do a lot of the the jazz and singer songs the jazz and singer-songwriter and some pop elements of like music. So I never really like felt like a fish out of water music-wise, but like in terms of like living out here most definitely.
0: When it when it comes to that jazz, would you say that the modern day real funk world is coming from jazz because I'm hearing a lot of funk being played right now?
1: I think that it definitely could have had something to do with, but I feel like music is so universal that the people are pulling from all different types of directions it could be some from jazz definitely is some from gospel could be some from the blues and so everything's a big gumbo nowadays
0: oh man you coming from that gospel background my god you know how it is here i mean we like to throw our entire bodies into a song and it's going it's going to go a long long ways
1: that's
0: right. <laughs> yeah, because so many times when, when you're singing in the church, a lot of people, you know, they get to church late because they don't want to see the opening band. And yet I need that gospel. I need that worship music So because it's going to clear my heart for the word.
1: Yeah, I feel like more so sometimes when I was younger I was going to church more so for the music. <laughs> yeah
0: absolutely absolutely. Well man and then and then what was it like for you though to step out there with with Kanye when, when he was when he was doing that which I wish he would get back to doing it again because there, there, I was always moved when Kanye was doing that
1: yeah being a part of Kanye's Sunday service was an amazing experience like just being able to connect and sing with so many amazing singers at first it was a little intimidating because walking into that room there's so many amazing singers who I've looked up to like my whole life and I've been watching them on my phone so at first it kind of felt like I I didn't deserve to be there but I, I got over that quickly and
0: and it was an amazing experience. Well, being a part of that, did you at least get to take some notes and things? Because I mean, when when, when you're when you've got that many believers together, there is an, an amazing array of energy that comes together that inspires and influences the heart.
1: Yeah, I, I think I took a lot of mental notes. I didn't like take actual notes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but like being there, like just learning from the leadership and just teaching me like some things of like how to lead, lead groups if I ever wanted to do something like that or even just like taking notes from the, the singers that were in there and how they, they go about their daily lives because some of them this is not their their only job so like they're going from rehearsals to rehearsals so I've definitely been taking notes.
0: Is that one of those things that you, you learn as a student of music then to find out how everybody's real life still has to play out and then when you get into music it's like now now they're dealing with their passion?
1: Most definitely and you find out like who who are like your, your heavy hitters or the people who who really go hard for music um, whenever it's is dealing with life and then, then work and you're kind of doing it all together
0: yeah yeah how do you, how do you keep a separation in between church and state when I and what I mean by that is is that you you've got that music business background and you're also the performer I mean they, they don't go hand in hand, do they?
1: Um, not necessarily, but that's actually why I went to college to learn the music business background so Mm -hmm. that whenever I was able to get into the industry, I would know how to read my contracts or how to talk to people and work with people without being screwed over.
0: It still it still gets me that there's so many musicians that won't work with a contract. And it's like, I I wouldn't play that kind of a game before I touch that stage. They've got to live up to the expectation.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily have a problem with a contract if it's, if it's a good contract.
0: <laughs> Charlotte being the size that it is, we have a lot of the, the different venues that come in and they shop at our stores and the, and what they've got with them is the writer. And on that writer are all these things that they want inside their green room. And it's so funny to hear their stories because they put wild things on those writers. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you learning by being a part of this process out in LA on NBC's The Voice?
1: What I've been learning is to how to continue to carry and grow myself as an artist, um, working with NBC, the voice has really taught me how to, how to really like polish those things that I want to do as an artist, whether it's like the, the B roll or the behind the scenes footage or the actual performance itself. There's a lot that goes into it. It's a lot of hard work. And I've been really taking notes on that stuff and just being, being mindful and taking it all in.
0: Do you get to go up and ask any of the members of the band Any questions or the people that are running those cameras Because that to me would be part of the fascination I want to know what they're doing to make Me look great on on national TV
1: You know I, I haven't had many conversations with the With the band or The people running the cameras but it's I haven't had, like, a, a sit-down conversation. It's been like, hey, how are you doing? Not, nothing too deep. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. My my pastor, Stephen Furtick from Elevation Church, said something this past week, and while I was show prepping for our conversation, <laughs> were you, man, this this really filled my heart. He said, I and mean, my heart said, you got to ask Caleb this question. What did you have to let go to be in this moment of now? Because Stephen Furtick says you've got to let go of something in order to find your stage.
1: What did I let go? Um... I can say I let go of my job. I don't know if that's a good answer, <laughs> but it is a good answer because um, it stands
0: in the way of so many people. There, I mean, there are so many people yeah. that that you know they. they oh, I can't do it because I got to go do my job. So yeah, yeah, letting go of your job is really important.
1: Yeah, I, I had um I had been teaching for a couple of years, and I never actually went to school to be a teacher. So it was, it was always just a job that that was there to pay the bills. But I was there. Enjoying it as well. and It was teaching me. So I'm, I'm still thankful to have been a teacher um, But that was something that I had to let go to be able to pursue my own dreams
0: I'm so jealous jealous of you on that and the reason being is because uh, my wife is a teacher and I've always wanted to be a teacher I, I had to settle in being in a broadcast instructor, but I want that class because I enjoy watching imaginations grow you still got time. <laughs> well, the way that the world is going now, you're absolutely right. And but, you know, but so t- but see, I'll tell you what's in my way, because we you talked about the job got in the way. I'm 61 years old. Now, who's going to hire a 61 year old teacher?
1: They are hiring teachers everywhere. They
0: need teachers. Yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you can get a teaching job.
0: <laughs> well, see, now you're inspiring me to reach out there and find one then. Go for it. <laughs> when you stepped out on that stage and those four chairs were not facing you, I can't imagine what's going through your heart. I realize that you were on those stages before this, but but to have those chairs not turned around, what was it like?
1: Um, Honestly, I feel like when the chairs weren't turned around, that was the most, like, chillest part of the performance because as soon as they turned around, I was like... That's when my heart started pumping super fast because it was like, oh my goodness, they're like actually standing in front of me, like, or sitting in front of me. So, like, during that whole time, I was like looking above their heads, trying not to look at them. So, like, I'm staying focused and not like messing up.
0: Can you see the live audience? Yes. Oh, man that's got to be an experience too, because I, I'm one of those people that likes to stare in the eyes of those that are watching you perform. I mean, and because there's energy, there's something there inside their reaction to your lyrics.
1: Yeah. The audience has been great every time, like their, their energy and then just their support that they give us whenever we're on stage. And just even like from little riffs here and there, like the audience is super supportive.
0: How's the reaction been on social media for you? Social media has been
1: wild. <laughs> my my phone and socials have been, been blowing up lately, so it's it's been something to get used to, um, but I've definitely been enjoying it.
0: Does it inspire you to release uh, new music, even if it's a cover song? Yeah,
1: I actually just released my Blind Audition song on um, this past Friday, uh, so I've been telling people about that and then been f- performing that this past weekend in L.A.,
0: Oh my God! Can you imagine? Because you're going to get to a, a club, or you're going to get to some sort of arena, and you're going to, you're going to perform that song, and and it's, and it's going to be, and people are going to know where they were when they heard that song. That's what I love about NBC's The Voice.
1: Yeah, it's, it's been an amazing experience, and I, I've just been so thankful for all the feedback and for everything, all the comments that I've been receiving from the actual audition and how it's touched people's lives.
0: How has Alicia Keys touched your life? Because you had the opportunity to create with her as well.
1: Um, working with Alicia Keys has been been great. We got to perform with her at her world tour on the at the Greek Theater here in L.A., um, and we sang behind her for one of her songs called Fallen. Mm. Um, working with her for that was really, really cool. We got to sing with her backstage and she gave us some notes and we got to rehearse with her and really just see how she takes on her full show and like how she speaks to her band and her, her sound person. It was It was really cool to take in.
0: Isn't it amazing how, in order to do something like that on a live stage, how many people are involved and how you've got to practice this out and it's gotta be played out just like this?
1: Most definitely, like, every every person plays, like, a huge part, even if it's, like, a small detail. So, like, it's really cool to just see how every person is a, a piece to the puzzle.
0: How do you fit in? Now, because once The Voice is over, I mean, your journey is on. We're, we're going to be sitting here saying, okay, I got to see this guy. I got to see him.
1: Yeah. Um, my, my goal for After The Voice is just to continue to be an artist and to really continue to get myself out there and release music and be performing and recording and really just doing the whole, the whole
0: thing. Do you find yourself being uh, along the lines of a George Benson? Because George Benson was all about that jazz. And then all of a sudden he started singing and the whole world changed.
1: Okay, I might be showing my age here, but I don't know that I know who George Benson is. It's
0: okay, <laughs> but I'll tell you what, now you've got something to study. I'll study to be a teacher. Yeah. You, <laughs> you study George Benson because that it's it, it, everything changed when George Benson came into the music scene because I, I swear that people at that point in time, jazz was something that people listened to, but they didn't love it. But then in the 1980s, all of a sudden, we loved it. And radio stations had jazz shows. Everything was changing because of George Benson i have to check out and do some research on george Mason. absolutely please do on that so where can they go to find out more about you caleb
1: so you to keep up with me you can follow me on my social medias either instagram or tiktok um at the caleb sasser or you can also check out my music on streaming platforms at my name caleb sasser
0: are you journaling any of this this journey
1: I am trying to journal and write as much as I can.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the when 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 you put the words in the journal, how how do you go back and interpret what your words were?
1: You do you mean like in turning it into a song or just reading it?
0: Especially a song, because I, I I'm am I'm a true believer that my music comes from what I wrote in my in my daily journals. All of a sudden, I'll be inspired by a thought that came through me. It's like, where did that even come from? Oh my god! And then you find yeah. out that you know that you're, you're writing a song.
1: So whenever I'm, I'm writing a song and I'm just sitting and I'm journaling, I'll just write and really just do like a brain dump and just see what's on my mind. And then I'll take time to go back and reread that. And mm-hmm. just sometimes I'll go and highlight words that stick out to me, words or phrases, and then... Try to stick it to some chords, or e- honestly, each song that I write comes to me differently. So, like sometimes I could be journaling, sometimes I could be sitting at the piano and just like bringing chords together. Sometimes I could just be like humming a melody. Yep. So, like that's the the beauty of songwriting is that for me, each time it's a different experience, and that's what I love about it.
0: What are you usually humming when you're when you're cooking in the kitchen as that chef? What am I humming? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. I don't know that I'm humming, but I'm usually listening to something, some playlist on Apple Music. Yep.
0: Yep. That's so true. Yeah. Because you can't cook and not in and, and, and a silent house. You've got to have music around you. That's right. I lo- music is always playing somewhere. <laughs> Dude, Please come back to this show anytime in the future. The door is always going to be open for you. Thank you so much for having me. Well, you be brilliant today. Okay.
1: Thank you. You too.